Welcome to the Meeting of the Madres podcast. We're so glad you joined us. As moms, we know you need time for yourself every day because we're all more than moms. Isn't that right, Danielle? That's right, Elke. Let's take a second to grab our favorite drinks, take a seat, and spend some time with the girls. This time today is all about you. Hey everyone, this is Danielle back again for another Meeting of the Madres podcast. I hope everyone is doing well. Hope you've had a great week so far. Um, If you're listening to this right when the podcast comes out, it's just the beginning of the week, but hopefully you will have an awesome week this week. Um, This time around, LK is not with us, but we do have a guest uh, with us. Her name is Kalayla Brooks, and she is from Toronto in Canada, and she's got some awesome information to share with us about children's programming. We're talking about, um, you know, looking for representation in the programming that our children are watching. So, Kalayla, thank you so much for joining us this time. No problem, Danielle. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. So tell us um, about what you do and and how you get that all done. So I am the creator and founder of um, Auntie B and Friends, which is owned by BAM Children's Entertainment. And what Auntie B and Friends is, is music, we do musical theater storytelling for children ages 2 to 12 years old using live characters and life-size puppets. So I'm talking about puppets that are up to six feet tall. Yes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Six feet tall. And so how do you typically in a non-COVID world, how does how does all that go down? So on the average, we're a touring company, so we can travel anywhere from the Caribbean islands to, you know, the end of Canada, like Nova Scotia, let's say. And Okay. And uh, we've, we've uh, had the privilege of being in some fantastic places, but we're a touring company and uh, we produce live and interactive and engaging shows for children. We uh, will go to schools, we'll go to uh, summer festivals, we'll do private events. Um, we've done corporate companies, of course, um, and uh, we've been around and operating for nine years now. And uh, yeah, we teach children basically how to love themselves and others through the work that we do. Hmm. Awesome. Well, I know um, from looking at the information on BAM and Auntie B and Friends specifically, um, you have a pretty diverse cast of characters there. Um, and for those of you who are not familiar with the show, Kalayla actually plays Auntie B, who's the main character. And then there are several uh, children, child characters that are actually puppets on the show. And um, it's, it's a really cool setup, but why is representation so important there, um, you know, as you started to actually bring this show together? Well, growing up as a child, I actually, like many, have not myself um, in very many environments. I think the first time I saw myself or saw a, a teacher that was a black was when I was in grade six, but she wasn't my teacher. The uh, uh, um, energy that comes across when they see themselves. 
one yeah. of the things I love about like, when you said our, our, our cast, our puppets, yes, they are very diverse because we really want to make sure that we're inclusive. We really want to make sure that we're creating a balanced space for all of the children as much as we can. So we have a Muslim character um, puppet. Her name is Khadija. We've got a character who's a Latino. Her name is Tina, short for Christina. We have Melissa. Um, we have a, a gentleman by the name of Zeke, or a character I should say by the name of Zeke with long dreadlocks. And and okay. uh, he comes from a Caribbean background. And so, I mean, that's just the name of a few characters that we do have. And even our live characters, you know, we have a, a character named Singing Sally, and she's from China. And mm -hmm. uh, so it's, it's really important for us to be able to put out um, relatability. And that's what children really want. They want relatability. And yeah. I'm grateful that we're able to do that. That is awesome. I, I definitely would agree that that is really what children need to be seeing mm -hmm. more now than ever. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's very empowering and it's very, it needs to just be normal. That needs yeah. to be normal to them to exactly. turn on the television or to go to a show in a theater and see people who look like them. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I remember just, you know, recently when uh, Hamilton came on, what is it, Disney Plus? I hadn't had the chance to actually go and see it in the theater. I'm a, I'm a theater geek. Um, <laughs> so I really, you know, would have preferred to see it in the theater, but I haven't had the chance yet. So the next best thing was to look at Disney Plus, and it was just incredible to see so many actors and actresses of color in one production you know um i just thought that was was fascinating and i'm a fully grown you know adult mm -hmm. but, <laughs> yeah. um, it still matters even now yeah, it sure oh definitely even now you know we get lost in other people's identity when we don't know our own mm. and one of the other things that bring together our cast and crew that children so our shows are relatable for instance we'll talk about um bullying we'll talk about race um we'll talk about um um oh my goodness bullying race peer pressure hygiene you know all kinds of topics that children are dealing with on a regular day basis mm -hmm. we'll even talk about literacy and and one of our characters deals with dyslexia and you know so we have a wide range of different shows but the reason why i'm, I'm sharing all of that is because children together we want to show them how they have conflict but there's always resolution yeah. we want them to know that they can work together even with their differences we want yeah. them to know that their differences are to be celebrated and not uh, um, uh, uh, put in a position that as if they don't belong as if there's something wrong with them because of their differences that's not what we're promoting with ATB and friends not yeah. at all mm -hmm. awesome that is great well, what should um, parents be looking for in a children's show when they want to, um, you know, try to make sure that the show represents their, them and their backgrounds? Great question. Uh, I think children should look at who's writing the work. Mm. Look at who's writing the work um, when you're watching a children's show. Um, look at is there representation? Does, is there a character on the show that you're watching that looks like your own child? Right. Um, you know, and, and, and if, and if, and look at what they're teaching you, most importantly, you know, mm -hmm. for me, I mean, I, I'm all about education and academics, and, and I think that's extremely important. And I also think that, um, having, you know, a, a show that sh uh, celebrates Islam is important, and a show that celebrates, you know, um, 
the Caribbean islands is important. Yeah. And um, I, I really want to be able to have that equal voice and that equal presence. And I think parents, if you're not seeing your children on television, feel free to reach out to the networks and write a letter, send an email and ask them, are you going to be producing content? Um, you know, that can, can um, be relatable to my children. There are a lot of writers, children's writers uh, mm -hmm. out there that aren't getting the chance to share their work because sometimes there's that politics within, you know, the industries, right? Yeah. And parents, if you want to see your children represented, represented on uh, television or, or the phone, you know, with web series or, you know, any other platform that you're watching um, shows on, send a letter. Wow. Use your voice. Mm -hmm. I think we don't think that sometimes that that should be necessary or, you know, that we need to take that step. But, you know, from from the perspective of a studio company, they are not necessarily thinking that it matters if no one tells them that it matters. Exactly. I mean, I think that's what we're fighting for, even in our own culture, Black Lives Matter. Like, let's think about, we have had so many films that um, have had, you know, white folks playing uh, Black folks, you know, right. um, talk about, you know, Cleopatra in, in, in the Egyptian times and, and movies like that. And, and we can talk right. about even um, Caucasian also playing, you know, Native or Indigenous people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we've, we've had those exposures, even... Um, Asians at some point in time. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, and it's so important for you to use your voice. If you don't want to see that any longer, then you have to say something. You have to rise up and you have to use your voice just like we're doing in any other platform. Yeah. You know, um, uh, um, lack of equality um, and, and uh, across platforms. And, and we want to make change. You have to say something. Very true. I think it's good. It's one thing to have a character on a show or in a movie mm -hmm. that is supposed to be a particular, um, eth you know, ethnic group or what mm -hmm. have you, but then to have it played by an actress or an actor that d doesn't actually fit that description, mm -hmm. naturally, I mean, yeah, you can act, but mm -hmm. that only goes so far. You're not actually a Native American. You're not right. an Asian person right. or a black mm -hmm. person. Why, you know, you, they, they possibly couldn't have found, you know, anyone else to play that role that actually was that, that uh, ethnicity. Absolutely. And one of the things I love about what we do, I mean, I mentioned our diverse cast, and, but it's just, it's not just the puppets that are diverse. Our writers are diverse. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to our uh, Muslim character, our writer is Muslim. When it comes to mm -hmm. our character from the Caribbean islands, the writer is from the Caribbean islands, Jamaica. When it comes, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. our show is authentic, not just what the children are seeing, but the back end from digital content that we create, from writing the content, from the performers, you know, everybody is diverse. So we really have an authentic brand that um, works collectively with those particular um, cultures and um, for representation for the best shows that we can possibly put together. We want their voices and that's what we do at BAM. Yeah. Awesome. That is great. <laughs> well, um, and that, that just reminded me too of Breakfast at Tiffany's, one of my favorite 
movies. One of my favorite, Audrey Hepburn. Um, she's one of my favorite actresses. Period. <laughs> right. She was just, just to me, so elegant and and you know, I don't mm-hmm. know. She had the whole Hollywood glitz thing going on. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and I love the fashion that they tended to put her in um, in all the movies that I've seen her in. So mm-hmm. that kind of, that always drew me in the fashion, always drew me to those old movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, I think her landlord was supposed to have been um, an Asian man. It was, he was depicted as Asian, but he was not actually, the actor was not Asian. It was mm-hmm. a white man playing an Asian character. And mm-hmm. that, that never did sit well with me. I love the movie, but that part right there, I just can't get with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, so why is it important to you for representation to be there in your particular shows for, for BAM? Why is that important? Because, um, you know, like I said, I, I just never saw myself. Uh-huh. I, I never had the opportunity to see myself. And, we, you know, I think at this point in life, we are running with so many uh, directions and and uh, I want to say imba- our universe is not balanced and there's a lot of politics about race and and division and I want to be able to groom children who utilize their hearts first mm-hmm. I want to have a hand in assisting them at their most vulnerable times in their lives so we're talking about you know the ages of two to five when they're their most impressionable and 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 I want them to know that it's it's more than meets the eye. Yeah. You know, um, I want to elevate their spirits and and their mindset and and give them love and let them see equality through love and kindness. And that's why it's important. I, I want to make sure that they know that they don't have to work separately. That we can thrive um, collectively when we work together, and and that there's a star in each one of us. Mm-hmm. And that has the capability of shining brighter when it's in union with others that's right awesome and this um and actually your characters the the child um characters on your show are actually foster children oh yeah yeah he is the foster mother how does that all how did that all come together and where did that idea come from well, you know, I, I use the word authentic, and I know it's overused sometimes, but I will tell you this. Um, the reason our, our, it's, it's based on a fostering setting is because, first of all, it gets us with a, a diverse group of children together as far as the puppet characters. But I grew up in foster care. I was a ward of the courts until I was 21 years old. So I figured, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and I said to myself, um, let's, right, let's do something that's real, you know, yeah. let's people want to they want to know the real side of you right and I was like how can I put this real component of who I am in the work that I do along with my team Mm. because I truly recognize it's not just me it's impossible to to um, make magic happen if if you're so busy I you know saying the word I I recognize that there's a a, a group of people a collective people that uh, help moving if you be in friends but um, foster care, yes, and it's very important to me. I have a background as a child and youth worker, but I also, um, you know, have worked in the field of social work, and and um, mm-hmm. I've got a post grad uh, degree in children's media as well. So um, uh, I'm well diverse as far as academics in my field, and 
that's why I just want to, and there's so many children that are in care. There's so many children that are in foster care that don't have a voice. And one of the big things is when I was a child, I lost my voice for a little while there. I, I couldn't use it. I was afraid to use it. And the character Auntie B, like when I started forming the idea of, of her, I, I said to myself, what would you change um, if you were younger, if you could have a moment to, to as you were growing, what would you change? Mm-hmm. And I said to him, and I heard the voice, use your voice more. I would use my voice more. So Auntie B has this thing that she always says. She says, stand up straight, stick your heart out, stay groovy, of course, and take the risk. Take the risk and use your voice or take the risk and be kind. And so she uses this mantra to, mm-hmm. um, to encourage children, to give them that extra something. If they're nervous to use their voice, that they reflect on that, stand up straight, stick your heart out, stay groovy, of course, and take the risk. They can hum that in their head if they need to, to be brave and to, to use their voice when they're feeling violated, maybe, or, 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 or afraid, or, or maybe they just want to express how wonderful their day was, right? <laughs> and they need mommy and daddy's attention, and they just want to express, use your voice, and remember that mantra to, to um, get the courage to use your voice and share your thoughts. That's right. Awesome. I love that message for kids because um, as we, Elke and I discussed on the last podcast, um, children need to learn how to communicate their feelings. Mm -hmm. They need to know how to express themselves in a healthy way. And I think that's awesome um, Mm -hmm. that you have found a way to connect with the children and give them something, first of all, that they can relate to, but also they, that can kind of stick with them. You mm-hmm. know, music really sticks with children and, you know, all of us on some level or another learn through music and through um, rhythm. So, yep. you know, children, children definitely are especially um, able to learn that way. Absolutely. Yeah. And puppetry is a great barrier to break, especially for those children that are shy. You know, we yeah. have done shows for children that have had cerebral palsy or Down syndrome and um, even autism. And a couple of summers, like last, not summer, this summer because of COVID summer, but the summer prior, we, we did a show for a, a huge group of children. And there was this one little girl that sat in the front row. And as I was performing, I could see her. She was just mesmerized and, and I knew she was engaged. And at the end of the show, she comes up and hugs me and hugs my leg. And the instructors were like super surprised. Like they just were stunned by this behavior. Now, mind you, I don't know this young girl has autism. I don't know. I just knew that she was engaged. And after, after the show, the teachers were like, she's never done that ever, ever. She's never touched anyone. She doesn't like touching anybody. She came and, and they were crying. And we all started crying at the end. Of, like everybody was crying. Oh, it was such wow. a beautiful moment. And, and what I know is, is that just through the work that we do and utilizing puppets is that we were somehow, some way, we're able to engage this little girl and bring up her confidence so that she felt to come up and hug. Yeah. And she's never done that before. Wow. And that's a, like an immediate instant gratification, you know, type of moment where she turns right back around right after the performance and has a response right away. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And she doesn't even know me. Mm-hmm. She, she doesn't know me, but she saw the show. She, she got the message. She felt the love. And I think maybe that's what it was. But I'll tell you, to know that 
it made me feel like you're on the right track. You're on the right track. You know, that my, my work was contributing to the lives of children and, and finding a way to inspire them. So that well, was very rewarding. Yeah. I was going to say, how have you been able to see or have you been able to see that your representation has mattered even pre COVID? I know I'm sure you've had to make some adjustments to your programming because it's, it's a, you're, you're set up as an in-person theatrical, you know, um, musical performance. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm sure some things have had to change, but how have you been able to see the representation actually matters in your show? Well, that's a great question, Daniel. I'd say like, just as an example, um, uh, last year we decided to, so let me back up a bit. With some of our shows, we found that we were in front of a lot of uh, children from Asian backgrounds. And so what we ended up doing was incorporating an Asian character, an Asian live character, and I called her Singing Sally. And mm-hmm. we toured, now Auntie B has a pretty big slate when it comes to performing, and Park, one of our other characters, Park Ranger Witty, Park Ranger Witty, <laughs> has a, a pretty large uh, slot when it comes to touring as well. But this is a brand new character we're introducing, and um, she sold out 82 shows that she completed in a matter of six weeks. It was unbelievable. And even our character, our um, Islamic character, our Muslim character, um, Khadija, uh, she came out, we introduced her the year prior, and once again, sold out. So what we recognize Mm. is, is that parents are like and, and staff and teachers and children they want to see them like I can't stress it enough right yeah um and so that's one of the results we get because of our diverse cast is uh people want to have a good time we people have talked to me about um representation representation for the indigenous community as well and I would love to incorporate that um mm. I I haven't because I am not Experience in the Indigenous community, and, and I want to be able to allow some an, an artist to come through and create their own work and mm-hmm. um, work in partnership with Auntie B, just like all the other characters that we have uh, do. Um, and uh, but at some point, we're crossing our fingers that we do get the opportunity to do that. Um, I'm from no- Halifax, Nova Scotia, originally, so there is a very um, populated community of Indigenous peoples there as well. And um, it's a celebratory um, uh, culture. And I want to be able to represent that culture to the best of the ability. So we will be seeking out writers and performers that are from that community. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Glad to hear, hear about the progress. Um, mm-hmm. And even in this, in this horrible COVID season, yeah. as I'm calling it. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. a difficult time and a, you know, kind of a weird time for all of us. And especially if you're a business owner too, you're having to make adjustments and do things a whole mm-hmm. lot differently than you have. Um, aside yeah. from adjusting your home life and your you know your dealings with your family and dealing with school and all this other stuff so um as far as auntie b and friends what uh ways have you had to pivot so that you're still able to service your uh your audience Oh, right. Another great question. Um, I'd say, you know, so just like everybody else, we were like, oh, COVID, what is this? And we're all in stagnant motion. And uh, thank goodness I have a, a postgrad in children's media because, which is broadcast television. 
digital content creation. And so I was like, hey, put your skills to work. And we've always wanted to transition from our theater um, performances onto the platform of television or web series. But it's something that has always been a goal for us. But what this did was actually push us harder to work quicker. And that's exactly what we did. So we adapted our work now. We have a YouTube channel called Auntie B and Friends. You can see our web series that's there now. Um, we, we upload content on Thursdays. Um, and as well as during COVID, uh, we ended up um, doing like March break specials. We were sold out for March break. We were sold out for our summers. And so um, with COVID, we had to readapt. And so we started doing things online on our social media platforms, which was very, very successful. And now we're, we're looking, we're in early development stages of actually creating an Auntie Bee show. Um, and I, I can tell you the name of the show. It's called Auntie Bee's Home. And oh. so, uh, yeah, that's what it is. And oh. so. <laughs> you're hearing it here first. Yeah, that's right. You're hearing it here. That's right. So uh, <laughs> make sure you're looking for that, Auntie Bee's Home. And um, where we'll be talking about, you know, everyday life things that children will go through in a foster care environment. We have specialists on, on board as well. So every script that we write will be overseen by um, educators along with uh, specialists who work with children in crisis and the foster care system um, as well. And, and I, of course, have the knowledge to participate in, in um, writing those scripts and, and ideas. So we're super excited about that. Um, but yeah, that's how we had to pivot and we'll still do our theater when we can, you know, we, like I said, we've done some remote stuff and we'd have a lot of partnerships with a lot of, uh, companies here and, and corporate facilities like school boards and things like that, institutions, educational institutions like school boards. And, and what we'll be doing is offering remote performances, almost like a Zoom. So, uh, the schools mm. will book us remotely and, uh, we'll perform live for their, um, students and they can interact with us and ask us questions and mm. and we'll send off some really cool things for them prior to the show so they have it and yeah oh that'll be fun mm -hmm. i mean <laughs> i think doing everything virtually mm -hmm. is the next best thing really to doing an in-person um you know performance or event because mm. in some cases it may even be better because you can reach a wider audience uh, versus just being in one physical uh, geographical location where only, you know, so many people can get there or fit in the building or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. You know, when it's online, it's global automatically. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Danielle. And so this is a really great time for us to do that transition and make that pivot happen. And it's it's been really, really exciting. Our crew has been working really hard, really intense, and trying to make the magic happen. And we've got some fantastic people that are on board. And as far as creating our web series and starting to push into that direction and hope, hoping to, to move into more of a linear broadcast as well. But it's, it's just been a dream come true. And, and I'm very, very grateful that I have people that believe in what we do, people that want to see yeah. the change uh, in, in the lives of children through the work that we do. So it's been very promising. Awesome. And I, I know you have a Facebook page as well. So you have, from my knowledge, episodes going up a few times a week on there as well, correct? Yes. So we have the links to our YouTube channel going to our social media play, uh, platform. So we've got Facebook, which is AntiB1, and then all of our other handles are AntiB underscore. Um, okay. And, and it's spelled A-U-N-T-Y-B underscore. 
And uh, so you can reach us Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And we also have um, uh, oh Pinterest. We have Pinterest, which oh. is Auntie B and Friends. I love the Pinterest page because it really gives children and parents an opportunity to bond. You can download free activities. It's all free. You can download free activities and games that we've created. I mean, you can roll the dice game and play fitness. So if you want to work in the morning with your children, moms and dads, we have like a dice game that you can put together and it shows you really cool yoga moves that you could do. Um, if you want to do, yeah, I love it. If you want to do something more educational, we also have that and, and uh, teach children about, you know, nature and, and uh, the economy and, and all the global warming in some shape, way, and form. Of course, we're dealing with children, so um, in some shape, way, or form. But it's really, really fun. So go over there to the Pinterest page, Auntie B and friends as well, and enjoy that too. We also have merch. Um, you can get all of this from the Auntie B website. So everything that I'm talking about as well, the link to our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and all that good stuff is right on our website, which is antib.ca. Again, that's A-U-N-T-Y-B.ca. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Sounds like you have some amazing resources for everyone, and you definitely bring in the representation game at every performance, and, mm -hmm. and that's really what the whole brand is all about from the way it seems. So yeah. that is great. <laughs> well, did you have any last um, things you wanted to tell parents as we, you know, some of us have younger children with, in the meeting of the Madres, some of us have teenagers, some of us have adult children. So, I mean, is there anything you'd like to, to tell the moms as we, are looking at and, and putting things in front of our children to consume. Right. Oh, wow. Um, you know, watch what your children are watching and, and mm -hmm. see if it's a good fit. That's, that's one thing that I mentioned earlier, but I'm, I'm going to reiterate it here. Um, but the other thing, talk to your children about the things that they're watching, engage mm -hmm. with your children. You know, I know that sometimes, especially during COVID, when uh, the kids were home from school, some of them were being isolated in their room playing video games or, you know, they didn't want to go outside even when some of the bands were lifted. They didn't really want to take a stroll in the neighborhood, you know, and they wanted to do something else. Get involved in the activities that your children are doing. Make an interest, you know, mm -hmm. but talk to them and share your life experiences as well, especially for the older children. Mm -hmm. and moms and dads, just, just to clarify, I know I'm talking a lot about kids and and giving this advice, I am a mother. So I'm speaking not just from an entrepreneur and a, and a businesswoman, um, you know, or an ed academic. I'm also speaking as a parent. Talk to your children, share, or your teenagers and your tweens, share your life experiences because they want it. They, you're already a hero, but they want a hero that's relatable, that can, can look like, oh, even though mommy has faults, she persevered through those, but they want to see your weaknesses. They want to see your strengths. Share your stories with your children. Wow. That is very good advice. Um, sometimes we don't do that enough. We want to mm -hmm. look like the perfect, you know, example and the perfect, uh, you know, person the, that we would want them to be mm -hmm. when they grow up, but they have to understand that mommy and daddy didn't just poof, Right, person, you know, yeah. All of a sudden, it took a series of events and experiences yeah. to get us here. So, 
you know, we're going to show you how to avoid some of that stuff, but tell you that it's okay and you will make mistakes, but mm -hmm. we're going to help you overcome them. We're going to um, overcome that stuff together. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm always here for you, but you can't do that if you don't develop a relationship with them first. Yeah, that's right. You know, and it's a small thing. And, and I know, you know, most parents know, you know, they have their own rules and regulations within the home and do your thing. I, I just will throw in an example for me, my daughter, and I, I used to do her hair every Sunday. Now she's, she's grown now, so I don't have to do her hair anymore. But when she was younger, I used to do her hair every single Sunday. And those were the moments. Yeah. Those were the moments that I took advantage of to share life with as I'm grooming her and taking care of her and nurturing her, nurturing her through her hair. Um, you'll find your own way to, to form those relationships and those healthy bonds with your children. But just continue to do so. Yeah. Very true. All right. Well, I have enjoyed talking to you. Thank you for <laughs> being available to um, sit and talk with us today. I know the moms and dads out there who are listening are really going to walk away with some, some nuggets here and some information. And hopefully you guys, please check out um, Auntie B and Friends at some point with your little ones. And always, you're always welcome to join Meeting of the Madres on Facebook. You just look up Meeting of the Madres. We are there. And uh, you're more than happy to join us and, and uh, join in the fun and learning. And we're all about encouraging one another. So thank you very much. Mm -hmm. and thank you so much, Daniel, for having me. And as Auntie B always says, stay groovy. We're so glad you joined us today. Come back to the Meeting of the Madres podcast to be encouraged, empowered, and uplifted. Join us on Facebook at Meeting of the Madres and send your topic ideas to lasmadres1 at gmail.com.